Yeah, hello, hello, hello. We are back again for the ninth installment of Intoxicated Intellects. It's me, your host, Kyle, with my special guest, Sito. Sito, how are you feeling today? Feeling good, good, man. Blessed to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. And this, this is fucking exciting because this is going to be the first time I've had a drop of alcohol in 30 fucking days. Man, man, I can't believe it. How are you feeling? I feel fucking great, to be honest with you, man. It, it was good to, to to step away from the alcohol for a little bit because I, I... All right, all right, I'm going to get a little deep to start and then we'll get, we'll get into the jokes. <laughs> but uh, I felt like I was drinking way too much to like suppress my problems. And so like that first week where I stopped drinking, it was like I dealt with all those problems I suppressed, but I fucking learned how to do it. You know what I mean? It, so So it felt fucking amazing. I don't like that I fucking committed to a month because I probably could have done two weeks and called it good. But you know what? I fucking did a month. So it, it's cool, man. So a lot of discipline and consistency. Shit. I, I salute you, man. I don't know how you did it, but you feel me? It's all good. I survived sober October only to face an uphill battle with no, no November. Oh, uh, damn. You'll be participating in that too? I don't know. I'd be busting nuts like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Shit, but you you tried sober October for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, Monday to Thursday. <laughs> well, you feel me? Well, you told me you went you went like a good week. Oh yeah, but Monday to Thursday, you feel me? I'm trying to lose some weight, so Monday to Thursday, you know, no alcohol. Just Friday, Saturday, trying to eat, uh, what's that? How you say it? Portionize myself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and tonight's a special occasion. That's the only reason we're breaking that. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Today's a special occasion. You know, we start off with this shot. What are we, what are we drinking today? Oh, we we drinking that Branson cognac. Shout out. Oh, fuck. I want to I want to stop saying shout out, but shout out fifty cent. <laughs> I feel it, man. This, Salute. This smooth, but oh, smooth. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. It's not a, probably a good joke to say, but uh, what does a sick person need? Salute. I don't get it. And cheers in Spanish. <laughs> oh, shit. And health in English. That tells you I'm a gringo. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Got a little burn. Mm -hmm. That was good, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking solid cognac, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's easily starting to creep up towards Doucet in terms of favorites for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, know, I know you're a Henny, man. I'm a whatever man, you know, whatever you want me to be. <laughs> Whatever's in front of you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, all right, my man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not that man. <laughs> we're we're going to call it quits, so that, that, that was the show. <laughs> That's all we got for you tonight. <laughs> no, I'm, right, just, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> so my first question for you is what's a specific type of alcohol you can't drink anymore? And what's the story behind that? Uh, to be honest, I think mixing colors, cognac and tequila, well, clear and dark. No, mm -mm. Well, yeah. that's fucking alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was young and dumb, you know, and I, I've consumed Patron, Hennessy, and, you know, I've done it over three times, and I, every time I do it, I'm like, Never again, and I, I guess I never learned, but you know, but I'm dedicated to not doing that anymore, man. That's not no good experience. You wake up not knowing nothing what happened the night before. Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. and, and then you kind of feel ashamed when you start seeing all the 
all the videos and everyone telling you how you were acting a fool hell yeah man like there was videos of me surfacing like i guess i had like five tacos in front of me and i was eating you know and i, I don't even remember eating tacos <laughs> <laughs> well that's not too embarrassing it's not like you running down the street naked or <laughs> i had my shirt off you know and i was in my underwear so <laughs> kind of embarrassing you feel me but you know you live and you learn you know, growth over the years. <laughs> Shit, that was me the last time I got blacked out. I got, I got, okay. So I've never really drank tequila like that. I've had it, I had it once at your birthday party. Mm. Uh, but other than that, like I never really drank tequila. And uh, my buddy Gabe brought, bought some uh, Casamigos and just kept pouring me glasses. And I have no idea how much I fucking drank, but I was plastered and we were at uh, my friend Eliza's house. And I got all the boys that were there to take off their shirts and start dancing to Way Too Sexy by Drake. <laughs> and I have zero fucking recollection of this. Yeah. I just kept seeing the videos and like, I was so hype, but nobody else was. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I wouldn't be hype seeing that either. <laughs> but but there's no like specific alcohol. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I can't do no fucking Four Locos no more. I'm way too grown to be doing Four Locos. Like, is there an alcohol that you drank and the experience was so fucking bad that you threw up and anytime like you see it or smell it, like it gives you the, uh. I've never had an experience with that, but I've always just hated. That's not even a word. I always hate vodka. Like, you know, people were like, oh, let's drink some Grey Goose or, you know, like some new Amsterdam. I'd be like, oh, hell no. Had it once, but ever since that time, I don't know, just something about vodka with me. Nope. But I'm never like, oh, I'm going to throw up because I'm drinking this, but. I'm a, a good drinker, you know. <laughs> I like to drink. That's me. No, don't do no drugs. No smoking weed. No nothing else. Just drink. That's me. Yeah, that, that, I'm. I'm pretty much on the same boat with you, man. I, I don't really smoke. I don't really do much drugs. My my big poison is alcohol. And mm. don't don't get me wrong. Alcohol is just as bad as any of them. But you know that that that's my poison. I, <laughs> I picked my poison. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That's me too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like all the cheap alcohols, I, I don't want to sound bougie, but I feel like I can't do none of that cheap shit no more. Like, I've, I've risen to a point where I can't fucking drink Four Locos. I can't do, like, the cheap fucking rums. I can't do nothing. You said you can't do vodka. I, I can't do vodka either. Mm. The, the, the king of vodka just walked through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, Russian, the Russian water. Is, the is Russian mafia. <laughs> Hey, Putin would be so proud, huh? Putin would be very proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, hey, go grab a shot glass. You should, you should do one shot. You gotta wake up early. One shot don't kill, man. One, one shot will put you to sleep. It's the Branson cognac. You love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Last fucking podcast I just put out today. He was fucking plastered. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Uh, wait. Oh, did you grab a shot? Okay, you got one. All right, you pour it up. What? Well, while I ask Luis the next, the next thing. Hey. So, uh, you you remember when we were in high school, right? Yeah. What, what was the shit, the outrageous shit kids would do to get high? Like, like not even smoke weed, but like obscure shit to get high. I'm gonna get it real with you. I can't even recall. See, see, I re I remember people. Oh, pour me a shot too. 
Who is she want one? Probably get the Tres Amigos right here. <laughs> uh, Jesus, you gave me a big one. This is my first time touching alcohol in 30 days. Hey, hey. I don't hear you bitching you for me. Men over here. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, but, but back to my point. So the thing I remember is that uh, it, Nick just fucking alluded to it. Motherfuckers would sniff the Sharpies to get high. Damn. <laughs> and what's even crazier is what I heard what kids are doing now. Let's take this shot and then I'll say it. All right. All right. All right. Salute. Salute. Cheers. <sighs> Just like Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't drinking alcohol for a minute. You're fucking telling me. <laughs> you haven't been drinking since Sunday. <laughs> All right, bro. Good night. Good night. Go sit down, you. Uh, Don't dream about Kyle tonight, man. If All you right. do, just knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing I heard that kids are doing now, this shit's fucking outrageous, man. They get tampons, and they dip them in rubbing alcohol, and they shove it up their ass to get a high. All right, where'd you hear this from? Because I've never heard of this theory. So, so I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking about how his friend was a uh, middle school teacher, and she had heard about this, so they looked it up, and, and there's truth to it. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my cousin the other night, and while we were on the phone, he's like, yeah, I remember in high school, they were doing it too. Bitches used to stick that shit up their vagina to get high. And I go, what? I thought this is some new age shit, because nobody was doing that shit where we were. No, like, I remember motherfuckers, you know, sniffing the, sniffing the Sharpie, sniffing some glue, but like, Never heard of fucking tampons full of rubbing alcohol on this, shoving it up their asshole. Their anals? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I've never heard about that. Oh, look at it. All of you guys to see the visuals in front of us, man. This is the fucking second podcast in a row his titties were out. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, for those who didn't know, Nikita walked in half naked. Mm-hmm. And we may or may not have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I surely <laughs> didn't, but I don't, I don't speak for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no ones in your wallet you want to throw at the man? <laughs> Hell no. Shit. But yeah, I, I think it's fucking outrageous how these generations have changed, though. Because never in my mind. I do remember <laughs> when Pinole Valley had the fake Xanax overdose. Man, man, that's not even funny. But yeah, that's, it was crazy, huh? Well, it it was funny in the sense that we made national news. We were at a school and our school made national news because people were popping fake pills. That's fucking insane, man. It's insane, but you know, we're blessed that we didn't have any bad incidents, you know? Yeah. Everyone made it. Everyone made it out cool. That's a blessing in itself, you know? I hope whoever did that, you know, they learned from that mistake and, you know, do everything straight. Don't go off the streets because, you know, streets ain't safe. And now it's even fucking worse because, like, you hear so often about all these pills laced with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And fentanyl is taking out people left and right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's no fucking joke, man. And, and that's why it's good. Okay. I'm an alcoholic, so of course I'm going to vouch for alcohol. But it's a good thing we're choosing alcohol as our vice because realistically, our shit isn't going to, it's not going to kill us quickly. It'll kill us slowly. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in that sense, you know, it, 
our our shit's not going to be laced. It's you don't have to worry about who you're buying it from, and the addiction itself is is a different kind of addiction. Oh, that's a fucking question I want to ask you. Do you think addiction is a disease? I say it is. I, explain. Explain. I like. All right, for instance, there's drug addiction, gambling addiction, you know, there's an addiction for anything, you know, and we may see it or not see it, but I've been having a gambling addiction, you know, for the longest. I'm a gambler, so gamble on games, gamble on scores, you know, gamble at the casinos, everything, and I didn't realize it was an addiction to her, like, I'm over here blowing, you know, a couple thousand dollars a week and like, you know, and shit's crazy because there's just so much shit that I've could have done and I'm barely looking at it now to where like, you know, I tell my my family, you know, my brothers, my sisters, you know, you know, go work, stack up, save, you know, invest in stocks. It might be slow money coming in, but shit, you like, look at me. I, I gamble half, 45 minutes. You could lose a lot of money. You could win a lot of money, but it's more easier to go out than come back in, you know? So I do believe in addictions. But th- this is my argument for it, right. is that I, I, I look at addiction as more of a choice mm-hmm. than, than a disease. Because I feel like we all have this choice to whether we can choose our actions. And so that's why I, I believe addiction is real, but I believe it's not a disease that controls us to where we can't stop because we all can make a decision to stop it we, we just have to want to yeah there, there, there's a want to behind it it's These all are, in the mind to be yeah. honest like it's like your mind's telling you you feel me you can do it and your body kind of knows damn it's a risk yeah, so yeah. what are you going to listen to that motherfucking thought that's coming to your mind like fuck you know this you know you can make this shit fast let's go but like they say Easy money, always good money, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, my man. But I didn't. I froze. <laughs> it's all good. It's just like a drug addiction, man. You're gonna have to want to stop, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what is causing you to do it? You know, like everyone well, has something to say. That, that there's, there's nothing stopping people, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing, because like you say, you have a gambling addiction, right? Mm-hmm. There's ways of taking that addiction and putting it into a positive form. You said stocks is a good idea. That's gambling, but it's smart man's gambling. Mm -hmm. It's a slow gamble that if you invest a little bit of money over time, you'll, you'll see the payouts. The, a lot of these rich man gamblings is like the sports bets where it's like do or die. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, there's a, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily the addiction to gambling, but it's addiction to the adrenaline rush. Yeah. That, that rush of, oh, I can win this all in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's, that's a big like, push as to what it is. But if, if you learn to cut back, like if, if you designate, oh, I'm going to spend $50 of my paycheck on gambling, next week I'll spend 25 now I've won a hundred bucks and I can only use that to gamble the rest of the month. Learn, learn to do shit in increments to where you can still save your money, but cut back on the game, 
I, I think that's the way to go about it. Because like when I planned on doing the sober October thing, I had been drinking really, really hard weeks prior. And then I decided that I was going to do sober October. So I started leaning off the beer. And then, of course, like, you know, the night before, I'm like, all right, I'm going to drink a few. So I, I got a little fucked up like the last weekend before, but I learned how to lean off before I fully indulged in total sobriety. But you see, that's where it comes into play, where discipline and consistency plays a big factor in that, you know, like, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to do this, but how long are you going to do it? You know, yeah. you can do it, say, for a week, and then next thing you know, next week, you go all out. So it's like, what's the point of even starting? But, but, but that's, that's the whole point of weaning off, is doing shit in increments. If you know you have a problem, cold turkey more than likely isn't going to... Is it, it isn't going to work. Cold turkey 90% of the time isn't just, oh, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Because a lot of people don't have that discipline. But if you go, I have a problem, I'm going to learn how to cut back. Mm -hmm. So if you learn to cut back, it, it's a lot, it's the same shit with like dieting. If a motherfucker eats out three times a week and they know it's not good for them, they cut back to two times a week. Then after two times a week, you cut back to one time a week. Then it turns into every other week. You feel it less when you're coming down slowly. And I think a lot of people, it's kind of like the same idea as the New Year's resolutions. You know, yeah, everyone goes, oh, I'm sure. going to lose 30 pounds by the end of the year. So they go to the gym the first month. And then they don't go back the same. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you start off with, oh, I'm going to go to the gym two times a week. All right. I'm doing good. Let me go three times a week. But you can't go every fucking day. And a lot of people think that's the key to getting fit. No, it's creating a routine that that suits you best. Yeah. And, and you you talked about how you're trying to get healthier. You're creating a routine right now that suits you best, and it's making you in a healthier and happier uh, frame of mind, frame of body. But you're doing it in increments to where you feel yourself getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. And so like, if you do things step by step, you're going to get better. But if you just try to fucking go all out, you're going to start burning your energy and go, fuck it. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> yeah. Like what I've been doing is not trying to do five things at once doing it at 20%. I'm trying to just go, you know, day by day and get 1% better at that one thing. So I started walking, you know, I was huffing and puffing. Next, you know, I started a little jog. I do these two hikes, then next week comes rolling in. I'm over here doing a mile and 15. Then I, this week I brought it into a mile and 10, you know, not drinking Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, drinking portions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm learning how to drink, you know, because I used to drink every day a bottle, you know, fuck it. But, you know, got to portion yourself, let that bottle last you, you know, because at the end of the day, health is wealth. And, that shit's real, man. We've learned a lot this year, you know, with COVID. I got COVID. I wasn't healthy. That shit affected me tough. At nights, man, I felt like I was dying, couldn't breathe. So, you know, winter's coming up. COVID's coming. And yeah. we don't know how this winter's going to act, you know. And, you know, y'all, just be prepared because it's going to come back. And, and where your body's right. Get your body's right. Get your mind's right. And, you know, change is, you know, change is scary, but change is good at the same time. And with all the family gatherings, COVID's definitely going to hit back stronger than ever. But if we can all get, excuse me, uh, if we can all get into the right 
like mind frame of getting in our best health because if we're in our best health we can beat covid we really can yeah uh of course it affects everyone differently so i'm not going to say that completely because even the healthiest people like covid can hit you a fucking wrong way and the weirdest thing is is i got super fucking sick during the month of sobriety where i thought i was in my best health but i everyone needs a little bit of poison but like like you were saying if you portion shit out into increments and you're learning to to to, to make yourself better make yourself healthier you're definitely going to put yourself in the best position and, and you definitely said it with health is wealth because that's all we can fucking rely on <laughs> yeah that's true uh so the next thing i want to jump into is have you seen that new dave Chappelle special that is definitely circulating around the internet at the moment i'm gonna keep it so 100 with you i watched it last night and i ain't gonna lie i was falling asleep while watching it you know? <laughs> um, like i said i'm in bed by i'm in bed early waking up early you know i used to think waking up late was cool until i woke up early you know you could get so much done i know y'all heard that phrase before <laughs> No, but uh, I, I watched it last night, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think I told you I plan on watching it just to prep for this episode because it, it, it's something that's been circulating around. So I figured it was it was a good topic to touch upon. So so what did you take out of out of this special? What do you think of it? I felt like from what I've seen and kind of understood by the episode is uh, I don't feel like he's going too harsh on them, but he does make jokes. But as a joke, you know, not intentionally, like he had a transgender open up for him, you know, they became friends, they're cool and everything. I feel like, you know, with what we're going on in America today, he's just talking about race, you know, and that's all he would, when you watch all of his episodes, he's usually making a funny joke, you know. Oh, wow, wow, I'm going to keep saying, you know, I don't know why I keep saying that, but, you know, it's just in my head right now. <laughs> don't, don't worry, I say shout out fucking 50 times every episode. <laughs> and that repetitive, I don't like, you feel me? So when I get that in my head, I'm like, damn, change up the words. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just feel like he touches more bases on race and stuff, like whites, blacks, Asians, Mexicans, you know, any any part of So I don't feel like he's harsh on them but it's more as you know what is he a comedian so he has to make jokes so i can't i don't i can't recall what he said but you see all like the agents getting hit up by the blacks you know and everything our black family's been around boom comes out you can't make any jokes about the uh What's that? LGBTQ community. Yeah, once you talk shit about them, you know, and just as a joke, boom, it's, it's a rap. It's national news, but you know, when you see officer killing one of our black people, you know, boom, he makes headlines for a bit, but it gets pushed away. You know, that shit's crazy to me. The the thing I really took away from from both the uh, stand-up special and like the controversy circling around it is that a lot of people are saying that he was way too harsh on the trans community. And I mean, he's a comedian. He, he's got to make his jokes. There were a lot of jokes that I did not laugh at. I, I was listening to him. Uh, I, so, okay, so I listened to it the first time and it, it, it wasn't my favorite Dave Chappelle special. I think it was honestly one of his worst in terms of comp, like, like where I laughed out loud. I laughed I out see. loud. 
Yeah, I can and, see that. And like three or four jokes. But normally, Dave Chappelle, he he's like at the top of the pedestal. He's normally one of the funniest. So there were a lot of jokes that I thought were in bad taste. However, I don't think that he, as a comedian, you have to be able to poke fun at everyone. Yep. You have to make satire. You have to say something ridiculous to shine light on a real problem. And he shined light on the fact that the LGBTQ community has more power than any other community. And he said that he's jealous because he really is. Because the black community, uh, in, in terms of racism, doesn't have the same cancellation power. Like, we take, we take homophobia way more serious than we take racism. Yep. I feel and, like, and and that that doesn't seem right. And the biggest fucking finger point to it, the spotlight pointing to it, happened with your fucking Raiders, John Gruden. Oh, his wow. emails. <laughs> I, told, I told you, I told you, I was going to spin this shit. Right? Hey, hey, my Raider Nation, you feel me? Lost Oakland Raiders, man. <laughs> I'm always say this. But I ain't gonna say it right here, you know. <laughs> Cito said he wasn't gonna curse on this podcast. <laughs> fuck Vegas and fuck LA. It's Las Oakland Raiders. I City, baby. Let's go. But but to the point of the John Gruden thing, because right after the special came out was the John Gruden emails. If you recall correctly, Friday came out the racist fucking email that John Gruden said about it. Uh, what was it? The NFL players uh, commissioner where he made a racially insensitive joke about uh, him having big lips. He didn't lose his job. He coached that Sunday. Monday, it came out that he was making fun of Michael Sam. Called him a homophobic slur and said a lot of other things. And he lost his job the next day or that night, which again points to the finger of homophobia will not be accepted, but racism will in increments. Shout out to Chappelle, man. He taught us a lot, you know? <laughs> but but it's it's really true. And, and Dave Chappelle brings up baby in, in, in that special as well. baby killed somebody, which, it, I mean, if you look into it, it was 100% self-defense. So he shouldn't take any blame for fucking killing somebody. And nobody blinked an eye at that. But he, well, actually, I don't want to defend that because the baby said some really fucking outrageous shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that, uh, that's not a good point. <laughs> but, yep. But the the whole point of there's no coming back uh, once you go at the LGBTQ community, but you can do so many other things, and it's tolerated mm -hmm. to an extent. But the. I, I, I circle back to Gary Owen. Gary Owen is another stand-up comedian. He got fucking attacked um, by the uh, special needs community and because he made a joke about his uh, cousin being, I'm using his words, not mine. I'm putting this in air quotes. Retarded. And he got attacked heavily. And he said the whole reason he doesn't see a problem with it is because he looks at the special needs community as equals. And if you look at somebody at equals, you can poke fun. But if you tell somebody you can't poke fun at them, it means you see them as less than equal. And that's what Dave Chappelle was saying with punching. The, why are you punching down on me? 
that 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 was the quote he kept getting back about the trans community. He wasn't poking down on them. He was throwing straight punches because he sees them as equal. You should be able to poke fun at everyone. And if you can't, it means you see them as less. Damn. That's a touchy subject, you know? And I get 100% what you're saying. And shit's crazy, man, how this world goes, you know, how it's run. Can't make no stupid remarks because, you, you know, you can't <laughs> fed anybody. He's just like, that shit's crazy, man. All right, so we're definitely getting canceled for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't allowed to talk about that. Hey, well, you know, sometimes they cancel what's real, you know? They don't want the real to get out to the public. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I already know. Shit's crazy, man. Government, man, if you're hearing this, y'all should make this world news man <laughs> they got our shit tapped they're listening to it before i put it out <laughs> hey you could just blurb all our cuss words we're sorry for our bad language connor you heard that bleep every single fuck shit <laughs> i said the r word definitely bleep that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh so do you think john gruden should have lost his job i'm gonna keep it real with you that happened 10 years ago I feel like there should be a Statue of Liberty. It's just crazy how it came out now and why didn't it come out like 10 years ago, you know? So it sucks, but I understand. Yeah, you know, I want another shot, Kyle. <laughs> oh. But yeah, like, you know, he ain't lose respect with his players because what is he now? I feel like every single person in this world has some type of racism in them, you know? And any no one can say, oh, I'm not racist, but deep down inside, I've known every single person has judged somebody because of their race, you know? It's just so many stereotypes that every every race, you know, oh I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into detail to that, but just know I know and you guys know that for sure. How about you, Kyle? What do you think? Every single race has some bit of racism in them because even if they didn't speak it aloud in their minds, they've thought of it, you know? Even if you could call it stereotypes, but everyone has some type of stereotype racism in them. I don't know if I pronounced that or spoke punctual about it, but yeah. I, I, I disagree. To, oh, wow. To, to, to the extent that I feel like racism is taught. I feel like it's not something that we're just genetically we're born with. It, it's something that we learn. So if our parents, our grandparents, if, if people around us are teaching Friends. this, yeah, if everyone around us is teaching this hate, then we're going to cling on to it. So if, if, if my parents told me that whatever race was bad, I'll probably grow up thinking that race is bad. It, it, it's something that's 100% like inherited. Or, Damn it, I just said it's not inherited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's something that we're taught as, as, as we're developing. And if, see, see, I always circle back You just to contradicted what you just said, and you made me kind of like a dumbass. Hold on. So, so when you're driving, who do you get pissed at for going slow? Old who do you people. think it is? Fucking hate old people. <laughs> All right. 
right. that, that's not racist. Don't no. get me wrong. There's prejudice yeah. uh, in, in every sense, but in terms of racism, homophobic, there's different things. Like I really do hate old people just because I've had a lot of negative experiences with old people, but I feel like I'm a hundred percent not racist because I've grown up in the Bay area, the most diverse area in the world. And I've learned to grow and love so many people of so many different cultures. So I feel like I was, I was blessed enough to where I know the world to be so diverse and so like, like loving, but like my prejudice towards old people, fuck them old bitches <laughs> how do we talk about old from racism man i don't know like i'm just talking about i just really 100 not 100 percent. all right just like you said you don't think but i don't know i feel like every single person has said something shady about a certain race at the heat of the moment even though they don't mean it you know oh you know they have families you know mexicans Asian, they have family members that you know that are in their family are Mexican, Asian. Like I like that's how I like. I love like you know we're all mixed. You know it's not like oh whites gonna be with a white, blacks gonna be with a black, Mexicans gonna be with a Mexican. You know like we're like interracial now. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. So like back in the days, you know every oh, race is gonna be with like each that. other. You know that's so that's why I love from being from California. You know because everyone messes with each other. It's not like this race is with this race. You know. We're all, you know, it's black and brown, whites and browns, you know, everything's together, you know. We don't care what color you are. We're all we're all the same. We got the same 24 hours in a day. We all do the same. So what makes you better than the next? Exactly. But you said that everyone contains some, some form of racism. I don't believe in that. I believe that everyone holds some kind of prejudice in their heart. All I right. feel like they're... Somebody has some kind of experience where you go in predetermined disliking somebody. And whether it be because of their race, their sexuality, I hate people based. On... <laughs> All right, hold on. I dig what you're saying now. Right. <laughs> I dig what you're saying now. I guess racism is like you hate that person because of their color. Prejudice, prejudice, prejudice is you, 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 you're just assuming that person is driving slow because of his color. All right, or like. You know, just determining that because of his color. You're making a pre-assumed judgment yeah. based on the color of their skin. But and based on what other people have said, because you know what? Oh, someone's driving slow, you know, or someone's doing that because, you know, because what, what people say, you know. I, I understand there's a difference. Okay, my bad. It, it, Not everyone's has racism in their heart. <laughs> I was about to say, man, I was about to my next question. Was like, what race do you mean? Yeah. Because you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> You're like them fucking gringos. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think to an extent, everybody has some kind of prejudice because everyone's lived some kind of life experience. And, yeah. and, and so maybe you hate somebody based on the shoes they wear. Because you had a really bad experience with somebody who wears Skechers, <laughs> you know what I mean. Maybe yes. you hate, maybe you hate people with long hair because a person with long hair did you dirt. Everybody has some kind of predetermined prejudice, but as long as you don't let that affect how you are as a person, because if people spew hate, then they deserve the hate back. Yeah, and right. that—that's kind of like the whole fucking. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> no, but right, I get you on what you're, what you made this in. You clear the air out. All right, not everyone's racist, but we all have some prejudice in us. But it's because what the stuff that we've heard before, people honking at people driving slow, or who's good at math, or you know stuff, just stupid shit. But it comes to the point where John Gruden comes back to this to where is he prejudiced or racist? Because I feel like every single one of us, I guess, has some prejudice thoughts in us. Well, well, John Gruden's were across the board because he hit on both sexism, uh, racism, and homophobia. So he hit a lot of things. My real question is, how the fuck did they get into his emails from ten years ago? Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, but it, that's where. I don't know how he got into his emails personally, just his, but check all the owners' emails, even the NFL commissioner. Who else do you think has some motherfucking emails that has controversy? Well, the the owner of the uh, Washington football team, he had a lot of dirt, and they did their best to fucking cover it. Even the NFL's lead reporter, Adam Schefter, FBI, if you're hearing this, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, he used to run stories past the Washington football's owner uh, to make sure that they were okay before he would publish them. Because he has a lot of, he has a lot of, that organization is so fucking dysfunctional. And actually, uh, Mark Davis came out today and asked the NFL to release their findings on the Washington football team's corruption. because. There's a shit ton of sexual uh, misconduct and assault, I believe, within their organization. And uh, the NFL had fined them for cultural issues. Oh, wow. Hey, but I'm not going to lie. You tap into everyone's emails all over this world or even text. Who's going to be dirty? Shit, I bet you now half the people going to come out and they ain't going to go back. Hey, I'll tell you what, it's all the old fucks because I ain't used my email in years. <laughs> hey, that's right, but shout, but uh, tap into the text. Oh, shit, I bet you everyone going to go into hiding because they're going to be what? Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's a touchy subject. Like, I agree with him stepping down, but I just feel like, why the fuck did they wait 10 years just to do this? That's stupid. The the quickness that he stepped down tells me that there's probably worse. Because he didn't let the shit play out for a day. He quickly stepped down, which means there's probably worse out there. But he was trying to damage control. Or maybe not. Maybe he just stepped down because if he didn't step down, they would have paid him the remaining of something in his contract. So no, no, no. at the end of the day, it comes down to money. If you got the money, you're running shit. If you ain't got money, you ain't shit. You don't even have a word to say. So you feel what I'm saying? But but he money rules, bro. Money rules. That's the big thing. You though. can get away with a lot of shit with money, man. <laughs> money buys you into shit. But you for me, that's where loyalty comes apart. Because, you know, like, you can have all the money in the world. But if I don't trust you, I'm not messing with you, man. But but that's the thing is he walked away from a $100 million contract. He didn't walk away. You know, all he had was $40 million. He had four years left. $40 million. And he, he walked away to get some more money. <laughs> shit. What would you have done? You know, but, but, but listen, because he resigned... He terminates the contract. He doesn't. Search up Bleacher Report. Go look at the Raiders. I just read the report today, man. 
I, I I heard he had walked away from sixty million. If he had, where's waited, your he resources hired. coming from? <laughs> you know, Mark Davis don't have no money to pay that motherfucker. He don't got no money, but who built the stadium? Mark Davis ain't put shit up in there. You know, he put a couple hundred million, but that's all. Where did he get the other seven hundred fifty million to complete the stadium? Sponsors, Las Vegas, the mayor. You know, because they took him from Oakland. They took him from us because he's a cheap. Dipper. I ain't gonna lie. Shout out Al Davis, man. I don't know what type of son you had, man, but he should have took that sperm back. <laughs> he spent all his money on bad haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> bad haircuts, cocaine, and you, females. You know where I've seen his haircut from? No, I don't know, sir. You ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumb? <laughs> oh, wow. I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking took it right out that catalog. <laughs> Damn, you didn't have to do my owner. Dirty like that, man. Hey, you gotta admit he's one of the worst owners in football. I don't know about that, man. We're sitting at five or two. We're looking up, up to the sky. <laughs> Shit, you're doing better than my Niners, and I hate to say that. <laughs> That's right. I know we are, cause you know, Ryder Gang always doing better than the Niners. Oh, I don't know about always. When was the last time you had a decent season? You know, every year, man. We always start off good. <laughs> You start off good. How do you finish? <laughs> hey, it's all right, though. I'd rather, I'd rather not make it to anything unless we're going to win. No, man, it sucks to go somewhere in the postseason and well, taking it out. <laughs> what kind of fucking attitude is that? I'd rather fuck no bitches than to fuck a bitch that was loose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. You know, something about Raider fans, man. They're, they're loyal as fuck. They're the most loyalist people ever, man. That's why if you can't trust a Raider fan, bro, I don't know who you can trust, man, because Every single Sunday, we out there pouring cheers, man, for our team. We even lose girlfriends and wives for our squad, man. Hey, hey, bro, that sounded kind of personal. You want to talk about the time you lost a girl to a Raider? Oh, hell no. No, not me. I'm just saying it's true. (laughs) Raider season, come on, man. You'd be seeing divorces and shit because, you know, they they take this cheering for the Raiders personally, man. It's just, you know. I, I, I got to ask you. And you just coming off, you know, I'm going to just say it right now before you cut me off, you know, we're going to die behind the Raiders, man. <laughs> Would you break up with a girl if she hated the Raiders? No. Hell no. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, it's there, but at the end of the day, it's not paying us or nothing, you know, but we, I've grown up going for the Raiders because, you know, it's just like, you said you're going to inherit some shit and I inherit the Raiders. It just makes go. everything, you know, every Sunday, you know, it's a bond with the family, you know, we unite, barbecue, have some drinks. We're looking at this game. I don't know, man. It's just weird huh, how people gather through sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, sports is a funny thing, man, because it brings so many people together, but it tears so many people apart. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's violent. But but it's a good thing, you know what I mean? I feel like the world needs some kind of give and take. Hell no, man. Once you start drinking, shit turns violent. It's like, damn, Of man. course the Raider fan would say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just any fan, man. You see, you go to a game, it's whoever's the drunkest person that don't know how to drink alcohol yeah. what do they usually typically do they try to instigate fights why because they have some balls finally but where was their balls at when they were sober nowhere to be found yeah yeah so that's that's what alcohol like you know we're talking about alcohol right now we're drinking uh 
there's people that know how to drink. There's people that drink, turn violent. There's people that drink and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And then there's people that drink, you know, and they grow balls because I guess that's their uh, way of expressing how, how they feel because they can't speak it sober. It, it's liquid courage. Yep. I, 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 I consider myself a friendly drunk. What about you? I'm a friendly drunk, but I speak what I speak, sober or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, fuck, I don't grow balls just because I'm drinking, you know? I'm going have, yeah, yeah, yeah. have either or. No, that, that's not me. My liquid courage is 100% in terms of, like, social anxiety goes away. Oh. So, like, I, I'm, I'm the friendly type where, oh, I drink a little bit and woohoo. Yeah, would you say that's kind of like the same about about you when you drink? I just feel when I drink, I'm just more relaxed and chill. But, you know, I'm like this either or. But like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like I am more. I was more nervous talking through this microphone than speaking to people. That's hella weird. <laughs> but well, 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 in a sense, the, the thing I love about this podcast is that it's really, it, it's two friends talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I just record it because I figure some people might enjoy the shit I talk when I'm drunk. And mm-hmm. and th- that's how I look at it is I'm just having a conversation with my friends. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, fuck it. I'll like it because it's, it's cool to have a note of it, if that makes sense. That's dope, man. You know why I did this too? Because you never know, man. Life's short, so we're here right now. But say... Some bad accident happens and you're like, you know, you're sleeping or you're on your way to do something, you know, this shit going to be here until there's no more internet. <laughs> so yeah. I'll like, do it. I ain't tripping because I don't usually do this type of stuff, but you know, I did it. And look at me speaking. We vibing. We're enjoying the night. We're blessed to be here, you know. We're, we're having a conversation. We're drinking and we're, we're, we're talking about shit we normally talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just through the microphone and with other viewers. Waiting to listen to this session, you feel me? We don't have that many viewers, but you know what? I fucking <laughs> I appreciate all fifteen of you. <laughs> oh, well, we only got fifteen, but it's all right. We're gonna expose this. You know, we trying to make this a brand. But 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 see, I don't give a fuck if fifteen or a thousand people listen. I just I enjoy talking to people close to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and. Of course, we fucking turn the microphones on, but it gives us a chance to, to, to air it out and let other people fucking either agree, disagree with our opinions, laugh or not laugh at fucking whatever I have to say. Hey, is my microphone on? Your microphone's on. <laughs> There's an what, inside what joke. What you gotta say? What you gotta say? It's an inside joke that I'm gonna let you explain to the public. Was it the fact that I fucking accidentally left the microphone off on episode seven, which was the cure to COVID is KFC in the morning? Yep. <laughs> I have two questions though for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good? All right. <laughs> I forgot the questions. I ain't going high. Oh, damn. The Branson Cognac be kicking. <laughs> <laughs> no, damn. I was thinking about it until I said that, but let me think about it again. Come on, put me on the hot seat. I'm ready. I'll say anything. All right. I'm going to just say one real quick. What do you feel about mental illness? How do you 
What's your opinion on it? I feel like a lot of people deal with mental illness and it's a really hard thing to navigate, but try to remain positive because if you fall deeper into that hole, it's only going to leave you in a more negative position. Do things to make yourself better, both at physically, mentally, and just, just do things to make you happy as long as it's done at the expense of others. So if, 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 you feel like you're not a great person, do things to make yourself feel like a great person. But just make sure you're not hurting others in that process. So do you feel like mental illness is more occurring now than back then? Or was there mental illness back then, but they just didn't know how to open up? I, I, I feel like uh, other generations before us just didn't know how to talk about it. I feel like this is a very vocal generation, especially with social media. Anyone can talk about how they're feeling, how they, the, the, the battles they're feeling on a daily basis. And I feel like other generations didn't have that power. So I feel like this is definitely something that is becoming more prominent in, in today's culture and social media, both a blessing and a curse, because it gives us the chance to express ourselves. But at the same time, so many people look at everyone living, I'm putting up air quotes, their best lives, but it's really flexing when inside, we're not seeing their struggles, we're only seeing their highs. And so I feel like I, I feel like mental illness is definitely it's been a problem for everyone for years, but it's definitely showcasing itself more now because of social media excuse me uh what what about you what, what's your thoughts on mental illness and do you think that it's oh before i get to uh, i'm flipping the script on you uh, all right. no but you know when you were talking about people just showing their highs and not like their lows you know like why do you feel like i feel like that's what social media is social, social media is everyone wants to show all the good they're doing, but in whose expense? Like, is it off their partner, their parents? Like, well, how can they do that? Or are they working? You know, I feel like people. Is this where, like, we were talking earlier about people acting rich, but are really kind of, you know, like, they're minorities, they're poor. We be uh, other than you know a rich person acting broke, and he has a lot of money in his bank account, because like. When COVID hit, I bet you not everyone had at least five to 10,000 in their bank accounts, you know, for like a rainy weather, rain, rainy day. Like, you know, COVID hit. I got COVID. I was off of work. You know, I was blessed saving, you know, one of my uh, closest friends. He's an older guy. His name is Ralph. He's always taught me to have emergency money. You lose a job, your car breaks down. How are you going to? pay to fix your car or pay your rent to hold you down. You know, you always got to have at least five to 10,000, but leave more on the 10,000 side because you just never know for a rainy day. So those, th that wisdom already prepared me for this type of stuff where people are like, oh my goodness, can I borrow this, can I borrow that? You know, it's like, damn, man. But, you know, it comes off about the game you get from the OGs, man. Yeah. That's some real stuff. But mental illness that I do believe in. I used to not believe in it, man, but, you know, I have some close ones, close fighting mental illness, and they started cutting themselves, and that opened my eyes. Like, damn, 
you're doing this because like you know either bullies and like damn man who bullies nowadays like this is you know i feel like bullies are just they're ashamed of how they grew up or they're jealous you know jealousy is envy that envy leads to them trying to make you belittle you you feel me but bullies are 100 percent insecure and that, yeah. that's why they have to take it out on others but that's where like it just sucks though that you know how there's still bullies in in this lifetime because like that's where mental illness comes from them bullying they're bullying the weak because they can't stick up for themselves so whenever people see bullies you know i love when someone else sticks up for them you know because like it just shows like hey there are some dope people still in this earth you know protecting the others you know it's just like it's not just like the black panther party but they stood up against police brutalities and like you know they stood for their people they're, they're the bullies were governments you know yeah, yeah so like that i respect those who help others you know it's not what you got or what you can do for me it's about you know teamwork you know like being genuine to one another you know but uh, mental illness i didn't get on that topic but yeah that shit's crazy man because like it's a mind game and that shit's real and i'd rather hear someone's what they're going through than not hearing them at all like today we lost someone to suicide he was one of our asian com comedians i don't know if you know him but oh I, I was just talking to my coworker about this we heard he passed away but i didn't hear what it was from it was from suicide well i have a source that i didn't know either but until my friends like oh yeah it's from suicide so well, well, well let's not speculate at least on the podcast because yeah on, on a public level but uh 100% mental illness is real, and I feel like social media has definitely mm -hmm. poisoned it. And you said, why do people flex? It, and it's because public perception is the number one currency. Everyone doesn't want to be that Debbie Downer. Mm -hmm. And I, I get that to an extent, because I don't... <laughs> Cheers. Oh, fuck. Hold, hold on, hold on. It's all right. Shot time. <laughs> Shot time. Shot o'clock. Shot o'clock. You feel me? Cito got kind of thirsty. But public perception is extremely important because nobody wants to be that Debbie Downer. Everyone wants to be positive. They want to pump that positive energy into the public so that they can make a positive impact. But nobody ever pumps that struggle that they go through before they reach that positive impact. And that's such a blessing and a curse because if everyone's posting depressing shit, everyone's going to be depressed. If you post positive shit, everyone's going to look at it and go, well, I don't have that. I'm depressed. It's it's a no-win situation, but I feel like social media definitely puts everyone's highlights above everyone's struggles. And if everyone posts their struggles every now and then, it would bring some human... Uh, human I fucking bit my tongue last week. It hurts. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't speak clearly. It would bring some humanization uh, to all of us. And if if, if we can all like see the ups and downs i feel like we'd all feel better but the fact that we only see ups we only see people going to concerts we only see people happy with their with their booze we don't see their fights we don't see their mental struggles we don't see how work fucking sucks but we see these great highlights and it makes us go oh man i don't have that that's true man it sucks but you know like it comes to what I said, I go loyalty above all laws because I don't care what you got. I don't care how you got it. But, you know, it's a beautiful struggle. 
and I'm here for this beautiful struggle. And I thank God for allowing me to wake up each day. That means that I know I'm not done in my chapter of life, you know. And I hope one day, you know, we're going to be up there. And, you know, it takes time, but nothing happens overnight. So through every, anybody, you know, going through it, it's always going to be struggles. But when life knocks you down, get back up and punch that bitch back. You feel me? Because that's all we can do is fight back. Life is really like a roller coaster. I mean, you get your ups, you get your downs, but just stay put for the ride. Hell yeah, man. That's what we're doing. We're trying to make it out, you know? We ain't where we're at right now, obviously, but we're going to get there one day. And it comes back to being consistent and having discipline as to where that's going to get you to where you want to get in life. I definitely agree with you, my man. Oh, I mean that a little strong. Sure, hope mine tastes like yours. I <laughs> just like apple juice. Let me see. Shit, he's fucking insulting my bartender skills. <laughs> Sorry. It's dude, cool. Dude, I haven't drank in a month. You have to realize any sip of alcohol is kicking my ass right now. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I feel like that on the first week when I didn't drink for a week and then I didn't yeah. drink Monday through Thursday. I had like three cups of Hennessy with pineapple and then a beer. And I felt buzzed. I was like, Oh, it kicks your ass. I was shocked. I was like, damn. But yeah, you know, like this is my goal. Tolerance breaks though. That That's what you need. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of people come, uh, talk shit about people not having a high alcohol tolerance. Fuck it. They spend less money on alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I bet you you're happy uh, for that uh, sober October. How much money you saved? You think you saved this month? Oh, on alcohol? Well, shit. Every podcast was. Uh, I probably shouldn't get into this. I'm gonna do it anyways because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but every podcast was almost fifty dollars on alcohol. That's not including the money I spend to have the shit edited. Uh, sh- shout out my main editor. He knows who he is. I love him. You're my Brody. But I spend a lot of money on these fucking podcasts. And I'm not going to lie. Sober October, the thing I hated most was not doing these podcasts. Because uh-huh. you can't do them sober. The one we did sober, like it was a cool episode. I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't as enjoyable as like the normal ones where I'm getting that buzz too. And Why do you say that energy. though? I'm going to cut you off. Why did you say that? Because everyone's not on the same energy. My guests were drunk, my co-host was drunk, and they were on the same energy, but I felt kind of left out in an extent. Oh, I guess yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not a knock on any of them, because it was a great episode. It was it was off the rails, but it was a fucking great episode. But I wasn't drunk, so I didn't feel the same energy they felt. Right now, I feel like you and me, we, we share the same energy. We feel this this happiness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wish there were some females, man. I could be happy, but it's all right. You know, next time. <laughs> Bring in the stripper. <laughs> oh, wow. You got a line group outside already? Shit, if they want to make me, tell them to come over here. Oh, no. I'm not them strippers. I want some, I want some females. <laughs> but, but I feel like I couldn't do it with without alcohol. So, like, my biggest thing i hated about sober october was not doing the podcast it was crazy because i didn't miss alcohol as much as i thought i would i missed doing the podcast more than anything but uh fuck what were we talking about 
<laughs> I completely forgot what the fuck <laughs> was All right, uh, hey, 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 man, you know, winter's coming up. You know, we got Halloween, we got Thanksgiving, then we got Christmas, you know, off a lot of families are going to be together. I just want to let you guys know, get vaccinated. I didn't ever think I was going to get vaccinated. My bad for t- studying your little, you feel me, your little <laughs> podcast show, but I didn't ever think I was going to get vaccinated. I was like, fuck that shit. You know, I'm not going to take with the government, you know, so forcing, but after I got COVID, I'm like, damn, I don't want that shit again. And then if I could, you know, make my family safer, that I won't be again. We all got vaccinated, so that's a blessing. And then, you know, we can chill with, like, you know, me and him, not worried that we could pass COVID onto each other, even though we could get it from somebody else. But yeah, yeah. supposedly what the docs say is that whoever's vaccinated, they can't pass it to another person that's vaccinated. No, so, well, you can, but it's not likely. Yeah, well, supposedly. <laughs> In my whole, I, I... Oh man, I had to burp. Cheers. Take the shot. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll take a little I'll, 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 I'll take a shot to vaccination. <laughs> take a shot. You guys get vaccinated, man. I'm just letting you guys know what the government wants you to know, you know. <laughs> but all right, all right, we'll 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 take this. Shit's about to get real soon, man. Why do you think Costco is not as literally toilet paper to one per family? You feel me? Uh, red flags already, you know. <laughs> you know, you haven't seen the memes of red flags? Hey, catch those. You feel me? Yeah. Food, waters, everything. Open your eyes, man. What's about to come? You know, the government ain't trying to make more money. What what are they doing? They don't want the values of dollars to go down because if they remake money, shit's fucked. You know, we're back into a recession, so. Keep your eyes open, you know, stack, save, man. Don't do no stupid uh, spending, basically. And open your eyes, man. You know, we ain't getting any younger. Growth is good, and it's upon each and every single one of you guys. And you just got to see it, and don't lose hope. Y'all got this. And I'll take a shot to that. Shot to that, man. Put on another question when you got it. I'm ready to speak. This alcohol got to me. <laughs> The thing I was going to say about vaccinations. Oh my God, it burns. How does it burn, man? It burns like 30 days without fucking alcohol. Are you talking about your chest or your other parts down there, man? Because fuck you, Nico. <laughs> but my point I was going to say about vaccinations is I feel like everyone wants the world to go back to normal, but nobody's doing their part for things to go back to normal and like on the off chance that the government's pumping us bullshit. You know what I mean? If there's a chance, don't record me. <laughs> I'm already recording. Oh, wow. if, if there's a chance this shit works, then why not fucking do it so we can resume some, some type of the Jesus, you flashed my me. boy, Sam Rakai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's a chance this shit works, then why not fucking do it? You know what I mean? Why didn't you it, correct me, man? My bad for interrupting you go again, but I said Shamra, nigga, not Cambricai. <laughs> Damn, 50 Cent, you're cognac. <laughs> this motherfucker said Shamrock like he was a fucking Celtics fan. <laughs> man, boy, we out here, you feel me? Hey, hey, Cito, this, this, this one's strictly for my man Connor. Over or underrated fair fantasy football trades. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about over or under on NBA games. Let me know if you got the 4-1-1 because 
My bad, my addiction's kicking in. <laughs> Connor fucking knows it. But but what do you think about fair fantasy football trades? Are they over or underrated? I don't know, man. I haven't done a fantasy football trade because I haven't been into that. I've been more into my uh my bookie. Shout out my bookie, man. I like no. taking his money, and I hate when he take my money. <laughs> I was about to say fuck him because he's feeding into the addiction. <laughs> Hey, that's that's what's bad about drinking for me, man. I feel like when I'm drinking, I do stupid decisions, <laughs> and I'm on my phone right now looking at bits. But hey, hey you know hey, what? I'm gonna turn this bitch off. There's no games tonight. You can turn it off, my man. Yeah, but in the morning, man, when I'm sleeping, I'm hoping to make money. You feel me? Then then just go out, and make it, and then save it, my man. I, I see. Gam- gam- gambling is a rich man's game, and if we ain't in the rich man situation, we have to do our best to become the rich man. If you stack and save, you can become that rich man. How long Wait, is that going to take? It's going. I'll tell you what. It'll be a lot quicker if you don't gamble, my man. That's right, bro. I feel you. Thanks for your you for me. <laughs> Thanks for helping me. I'm gonna try my hardest, man. But what do you think about the Heat odds tonight? The shit, they already won. All right, so why the fuck did you tell me that earlier, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> shit, I wouldn't have told you they were gonna win it earlier because gambling, especially on sports, any given night, anything can happen. These are all professional athletes. It's not like you and me playing LeBron hey, in 21. But I feel like shit be ready, bro. But shout out to the Astros tonight. Shout out to the Hawks. No, fuck the Astros. Fuck and the Astros. shout out to my motherfucking Hornets, man. Uh, shout out to my niggas. Stone three hit tonight. So we celebrate a nice cheers. You can get LaMelo balls in my mouth. <laughs> 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 all right, sister subject, man. I'm- Tired talking about sports because you just feed into my addiction when I'm trying to stop. You know, that comes mind over matter. You know, I got this shit. Hey, one of the first things about addiction is self acceptance. Don't blame me for this shit. Hey, but you see, I can accept that I feel I'm addicted to this shit. You know, so like, if I, if I, if I, uh, what's that what term I'm trying to? If I neglected it, then it would be a problem. But you know, I own up to it and I'm changing. You know. I'm just like losing weight. I owned up that, you know, I'm not healthy or nothing, but I'm trying to make a change because that's just real. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll change the subject before we leave. I want to ask you one question. What do you think is the key to a better life? If you had to give advice to somebody who feels like they're in a poor situation right now, what advice would you give them to live their best life? Find a purpose. And practice at it because if you don't practice at it, what's your purpose? You know, you don't got to be good over day, overnight. It could take you a week. It could take you a day. It could take you a month. It could take you a year. But as long as you keep fighting, it comes back to having that discipline and being consistent and don't be complacent because complacency kills, man. You know, you can achieve anything in this life. We all bleed. We all have the same 24 hours. It comes to the determination you have and what you want to accomplish in this life because we can all strive to be anything, but it comes down to who do you surround yourself with? Check out your people because those people you surround yourself with is most more than likely who you're going to become. If not that, you know, you surround yourself by four millionaires. You're going to damn near be the next fucking millionaire, but you surround yourself by... You know, for retarded people that have no strife or nothing in life, what are you going to become? You're going to 
take on their characteristics. Your character is going to be their character. And what are you? The fifth dumbass, you know? I'm not going to sugarcoat shit because, you know, hey, that's life. It all comes down to what do you want to do, you know? We, you know, you're going to kill time. You're going to waste time. That's on you. The only person you're playing is yourself. You're not playing anybody else because nobody give a fuck about what you're doing, you know? They're eating. They're doing what they need to do you know, to survive. You're just going to be the clown, you know? So, so what you're saying is, is that your advice is for people to surround themselves with people who are pushing in the right direction. Cause not even that. You could just mess with yourself, man. Be by yourself, you know? At the but, end of the day, friends said, come and go, but who's going to be down for you when shit gets tough? But but the thing you were saying is if you surround yourself with clowns, you're going to be a clown. Well, yeah, that's obviously, you know. So so if you surround yourself with people who are trying to be positive, push themselves to be better, then you're going to push yourself to be better too. So right. surrounding yourself with the right people is the start to being better? It, it can. It's all on what you want to achieve, you know. It didn't come down to you at the end of the day because no one's going to force you to do nothing. So, but so, say so you hang around with those people, you're going to get motivated, determined, you know. That's how I felt. Like I was, I'm not going to lie. I was in a position where I was hanging around with people, just, you know, smoke all day, drink all day, not doing nothing. Then I started messing with some other cats, you know, they do investing. They, some of them do school, other people work, but you know, I see a light where I didn't see a light with the other group, you know, and I, you got to cut people off to, uh, to show growth in yourself, you know, cause one bad habit is another man's bad habit, and what do you see is what you're gonna do. Yeah, you know, that's how I feel. That's how I see it. That's my perspective. Anyone else can have different opinions, but at the end, like I said, the only person you're playing is yourself. Don't nobody else care. You know, it's what you're gonna do for yourself. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the night, you're gonna sleep alone. You're gonna die alone. But you know, if you have some company to help you push you, you know, what are you gonna lean towards? I go with the smarter group than the dumber group. <laughs> So, so what you're saying is, is basically make sure you're self-determined to keep that discipline and surround mm-hmm. yourself with people who want you to be on that same path. So yes, that way sir. they push you to, to, to be on that path. Cause yep. if, if you're not determined and you're around people who aren't determined either, you're just going to fall victim to the same shit. But if, if you're not feeling determined, but you're around people that are pushing, you're going to be like, God damn it. I got to get pushing too. Yeah. Cause you're going to be like, damn, I'm just wasting time. You know, yeah. your biggest enemy is time, and time is money, and there's so much money in this world. You know, it's like, yeah, I get you. You better have at least yeah, a dollar yeah, in your yeah. pocket because if not, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> I f- I feel you, my man. Yeah, and you know, like we're getting to that age to where, like, you know, we don't kick it all the time. But why? Because we're busy doing things. You know, we're making money. We're not where we want to be, but, you know, we're growing into what we want to be, you know? So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's gonna, all this shit benefits us in the future, you know? Where are you going to be at in 10 years, you know? That's shit. You know, some of us are blessed, you know? Some of us are not. Some of us have to struggle to get to where we want, but, hey, life ain't easy. All, it's a beautiful struggle, and I'm here for it, baby. We, we all got to keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 well, one step forward is not a step backwards. So just just keep it moving and make sure you're, you're on your shit and everything's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they say, don't talk the talk and not walk the walk, you know? You don't do it. But at the end of the day, all you're playing is yourself, man. So, you know, strive for greatness, man. We're younger right now. So 
take advantage even if you're living with your parents save up you know that's an advantage help them out though you know don't take advantage that's you know and if you're on your on your own you know salute to you you know and if you're not on your own you know hey tomorrow is never promised remember that so do good now and you know boom strike for the stars man well said, my man. Well, I was glad to have you on. I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad we were able to drink some fucking really good cognac. <laughs> Shout out, Kyle, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, what's my name? Your name is Cito. Band's God Cito on oh, Instagram. If you guys are trying to follow the boy, he spits hey, some no, but you for me, so thanks for knowing my name, man. That's, hey. uh, that's my that's Kyle right now. We're going to play golf. When are we gonna go pick off, man? You've been neglecting. You've been. That's not even the word. You've been. What's the word? Because <laughs> well, well, now, well, now I can drink again. So let's go play. Oh, one more question before we go. Do you like golfing? I'm not gonna lie. I've never seen myself playing golf until you know we went to we started going to top golf, and that shit made me. You know, when you suck at something. You want to get better at it. Well, at least that's me. So I got better at it. And look at me, man. I'm out here hitting golf, playing at the range. I sucked in LA, too. I was at Manchester Boulevard Country Club. And ever since that day, I was holding my team back. There were people walking and had carts. Bro, they caught up to us, and they were waiting on us because it took me so many hits just to make it into the hole. I got embarrassed, so that made me push into playing golf and getting better. And, hey. I could say I've really got better. I can make it within four to six hits in a hole instead of the 20 to 24, my <laughs> first time playing. But, you know, I've never got taught it, you know. Other people got fucking trainers training them there, you know, like, hey, we're, we're, we're learning by ourselves. So yeah. I salute myself, you know. I didn't give up. I could have been a bitch and gave up, but you feel me? Man, shout out no, to my women out there, man. I love you all. Just saying, you have gotten fucking really good at golf. You've passed me up 100%. But when I ask you this question, I need a yes or no answer. All right, go. Do you like golfing? Yeah. Do you like balls? Nope. Do I love women? It's crazy, man. Golf balls? Yeah. Hey. You know, man. We're blessed to have women, man, because without women, we ain't shit. I'm going to keep it live with you, man. Sounds so like shout out to, to all the queens out there. You <laughs> feel me? You about to propose? Do you want to say anything? Hell no, I'm not going to propose, you know. I feel like we're young, but, you know, when I come across the right woman, she going to be proposed to, right? <laughs> I'm going to give her a receipt. <laughs> you paid half for this, right? <laughs> she gonna come out with a baby, man. That's the receipt I gotta leave her. <laughs> we ain't coming out with no babies. Yeah, the shout yeah. out to our non-sponsor Trojan Carlos. <laughs> but anyways, my man, it was great to have you on. I'm glad we could have this conversation. I'm glad we could talk. I'm glad we were able to share this fucking great cognac. But uh thanks for coming on, my man. I appreciate you. Salute, bro. Hey, we gotta take we gotta take our last oh damn, we gotta take one more shot to finish this shit. Oh, one last shot. Fucking shit. I told you I haven't drank in a month, and yet here I am fucking on my fourth shot. One last shot and then one last cup and we're out. Well we're gonna be out before that, but you know. <laughs> Wait, do you want uh apple juice in that son of a bitch? Oh wow, that's well fuck yeah, but a little bit you feel me? Cause like if you guys can see this, like he gave me like a cool four shots. 
And he asked, Dude, we killed this whole bottle. <laughs> Damn, we got to pour some out for the loved ones, man, that are not with us, man. Shout out. Oh, shit, it's October. Shout out to our breast cancer, man. It's breast cancer awareness month, you know? We love the boobies. That, and we love our people that, you know, have, that have passed through cancer, anything, diabetes, the coronavirus, you know? Shit ain't no joke, man. We're blessed to be here. And I hope each and every single one person on this earth, you know, is having a good life, man. Spread some love within. Cheers. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Last shot. All right, bro. It's a hit. I am not used to Hey, look at your pussy home. right there. I should looking at you like, mm, I want some of that. What's that cat's name? <laughs> Jesus Christ, my man. Oh, not, I'm not, I'm not oh no, that right cat better not be named Jesus Christ because I'm going to have to smack that cat. No, I'm playing. Oh, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, all right, we out.